who walks the stair without a care and makes the happiest sound. Bounce up and down just like a clown. Everyone knows it's Linky. The best present yet to give or get. The favorite all over town. The hit of the day when you're ready to play. Everyone knows it's Linky. It's Linky. said in the first episode that as the show progressed we were going to do more and more of a origin of our company and for documentation purposes and also just for some awareness talk about our stories as owners of the company so uh the the most relevant detail going back is probably 10 years ago almost 12 years ago now when i was going to be um i was going to school to be a doctor and I really sucked at it. Like, I was really bad at school. Got caught up in, like, partying and then never went to class and made excuses and uh, just really made some poor decisions. And I ended up getting kicked out of the university I was at. And uh, not having another spot to go, um, I missed enrollment for that year or so I thought. But there was a school down in this very small town of Owasso, Michigan, that accepted students and their semester didn't start until like late late September and so I enrolled and I enrolled first in the nursing program I thought well if I can't cut it as a doctor I can at least cut it as a nurse (laughs) and then uh, I got to the point where you enrolled in nursing school and my GPA wasn't good enough it was only 3.4 And at the time, you have to understand kind of the time, this is kind of when there was a big nursing industry boom, and anyone that had below a 3.9 was on a waiting list. Uh, But still, 3.4, it's not not good, but it's not not great. I mean, it's not bad, but it's not great either. Um, So then from there, I switched to clinical lab science. So now, uh, for those of you counting at home, this is now my... uh, I can't even count. This is a physician, uh, nurse, clinical lab scientist, third degree change. So I did that. And then I, again, got to the end of the program and didn't get in. 3.4 GPA still wasn't good enough. And the reason why was because all of the nursing students that had 3.9s decided to move over to the clinical lab science program. And because there was more money, uh, more opportunity, et cetera, et cetera. So now I'm in my third year of school, I believe. Um, and I didn't know what the hell I was going to do. And I had a roommate at the time. His name was Jake. And he had said, hey, man, I started working at this company in Lansing. And they do, it's basically business, finance, and tech. And I said, all right, well, uh, can you get me in? And he said, absolutely. And he never did. <laughs> so he just told me about it. So I, I applied and I called and I was super persistent because at the time, like my schedule was like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I worked nights in the hospital still as a, as a technician. And then um, during the week, I would go to school. So then I finally got this job at this company and um, it was a business environment, very different than the medical field. And so my schedule then was like class Tuesday, Thursday, and then work Friday, Saturday, Sunday nights hospital 
work uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday at this new company. So I was just working or going to school. And that was kind of when my mindset of effort and uh, meritocracy really started to kick in because I realized the harder I worked at this business company, this, this finance company, the more I was rewarded. And it was very clear from the start because I got hired into a temp pool and you're an employee of the company, but you're not full-time and all the full-time spots have to be earned. So I worked, stayed late, came in whenever they called me. They called me on Saturdays to come in and I came in and worked and um, really just put my head down. And then by the time you had to wait six months to apply, by the time the six month uh, job rolled around, time frame rolled around, I had like two positions that were offered to me and then a third one that they offered me to apply to. So I had opportunities and I took the one that paid the most um, and the one that, and it just happened to be the one that I thought I would enjoy the most. And that's where I started kind of cementing my career in the, in the IT space because it was more of an IT job than it was finance. And as that developed, uh, they ended up paying for my VBA and my MBA. And as I was going through that progression, I, I said, I really want to do something on my own. So I wrote a financial wellness program, started RTM Solutions in 2016, and started taking on clients for financial wellness and also personal financial management, individual clients. First year, I had about probably 20 personal, 20 to 30 individuals that I saw. And this was very part-time. I was still working full-time, had a family. Now, in that, in that span when I was kind of flip-flopping degrees and then trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life, I ended up getting married and uh, having a kid and another kid. And it was all just kind of, it all just kind of rolled so quickly in life, you know, before I knew it, like 10 years had gone by. And the, the idea for the Wayne Group, Wayne Consulting Group, came about from kind of the clients that I had that wanted to do more in the marketing space. And RTM Solutions didn't really sound like a name for a, uh, a marketing company to me. It sounded very, um, very financially driven or at least something that was in the non-specific manufacturing realm. So it's a very generic name. And uh, the name Wayne has been in my family for a fair bit. It was my grandfather's name. It's my middle name. I believe it was his father's name. Um, and then it's my son's middle name as well. So I just said, hey, it's, I like it. It's short. Um, so Wayne Consulting Group was born. Um, one of my best friends had worked in advertising in Louisville. And I said, let's, you know, let's run this together. And, and so we did. And we are. And here we are today. Um, and the idea, the cool thing about it was we hung out um, a fair bit um, in 2018, kind of reconnecting and reestablishing because he was in the Marine Corps, still is in the Marine Corps reservist. Um, and and he can tell his side of the story um, as soon as he fires up his mic and, and dusts it off. Um, but yeah, he can tell his side of the story. But um and it just it just worked. Yeah, you know, he was in Louisville. Um, that's a really good market. I'm near Lansing and Detroit. Seemed like a natural fit to run a shop out of both cities. So, um, so that's what we do. So, if you're in Louisville and you're listening to this, our office is in Jefferson Town, and then in Michigan we're located in Howell. So, 
it just kind of worked. And, and so far it's been an interesting progression. As I've said in a couple episodes prior to this, we've learned a bunch, um, in some ways, in many ways, the education that I've gotten in the last year has exceeded what I did for my case research for my MBA, which was on-site organizational development um, study and review. And I had to put together like a basically a peer-reviewed study on employee retention and onboarding. And that's where a lot of the data that we use now has come from, as well as other uh, peer-reviewed research that I invoked in that in that thesis. But but it's it's been an interesting journey, and I'm very thankful for the opportunity to do this because it's it is a <laughs> it's some choppy waters to navigate with some of the characters that are in this space already, um, and it's just kind of trying to set yourself apart from the competition, and the way that you do that is through relationships. Um, Everybody can do good marketing, but it's how do you execute? How do you communicate? How do you follow through? That's what really matters. So I don't really care much for uh, likes. I care much more for community. It's cool to say, hey, you have a thousand likes now or you have 500 likes now or whatever it is. Like, that's fine. That's Those are great benchmarks to keep track of if they're organic. But what's more important to me is the amount of relationships that, that we have. So anyhow, I wanted to take a few minutes to kind of detail my origin and arc in the, in the business space. And it could be much longer than this. Um, you know, in there I've done several other podcasts, over 200 episodes of other shows that I've uh, hosted, co-hosted, been a part of, guest, guest hosted, whatever you want to call it. Um, podcasting has been a big part of, of kind of my story. And it's something that we encourage a lot of our clients to do because it's such a powerful medium. It's a very um, on-the-go type of medium. And it's kind of, you know, it's what blogging was 10 years ago, essentially. You know, when podcasting was first starting, blogging was really the main area where people looked to for SEO and for advice and just um, very much community-based. Now, podcasting is doing the same thing. And both of them are, are very valuable. So it's not like one is replacing the other, but podcasting is like the stock on podcasting is up. So, so it's time to buy. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of the the origin. So again, um, if you ever want to reach out to me, Rob at Wayne and, uh, I think that's it. So we'll get back to a normal topic, on uh, the next episode, but we wanted, we want to do these periodic check-ins just to talk about how things are going. I think we're going to do what we're going to call the quarter shows where the, the, every new quarter, we're going to do a recap, kind of what we did on the blog. Um, on the blog, we kind of do a text rundown of how the company's been going. And we're going to do the same thing with the podcast now as well. So appreciate you guys listening as always. Um, and, uh, and yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been quite a journey. And I'm very excited to see uh, what, what happens in 2020 and how we wrap up this year as well. So again, I appreciate you guys uh, for taking the time to listen. As always, Godspeed.